This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Stat Monday Football Podcast. This is episode 73. On today's episode, we're going to talk the news and then we're going to talk a little bit of Manchester United ins and outs for the summer. As a little show on full-time devils, I thought I'd give you a little the extended version over on the Stat Monday Football Podcast. Of course, of course, if you're new to the podcast, drop a little review on iTunes and of course, drop that sub button as well. And we'll be uh, doing rating your reviews on Friday with Nico underscore O Morales. But anyway, let's get to the news. Lots of news, lots of goings on in the world of of football today. So first up, breaking news as of this evening, Manchester United have reportedly turned down a £60 million offer from Real Madrid for David De Gea. That's reported by Sky Sports. Sky Sources once again breaking the transfer news to us. Really interesting one, Manchester United um, and Mourinho taking a strong approach to um, you know to Real Madrid and to David De Gea. Mourinho obviously wants to keep David De Gea. Obviously he's playing hardball like Louis van Gaal. Um, I think it wasn't he didn't um, play David De Gea in the final of the Europa League because he was doing what Louis van Gaal did at the start of the season um, with De Gea that season. He, if De Gea joined Real Madrid, um, he wasn't playing him. He wasn't playing in the first month in the August of that window and obviously the, the transfer broke down at the end of the window. Mourinho seems to be doing the same thing, playing hardball. Maybe it'll work. Obviously David De Gea is regarded as one, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, he's grown at Man United from a weak, you know, tepid goalkeeper to one of the best um Keepers in terms of command of his area, command of his box with crosses, with one-on-ones. He really owns those duels and those situations. That season under Louis van Gaal as well, he won United around 12 points I worked out that season, which is incredible for a goalkeeper. Strikers, good strikers win teams around 10 points, 11 points, 13 points. Um, And David De Gea just came up trumps, you know, games against Everton that... He was just fantastic. So many brilliant reaction 1v1 saves against Liverpool as well. David De Gea is a world-class goalkeeper now. Um, whether United should sell him or not, I've got sort of two approaches to this. One, as a fan, I kind of think you don't want to be at Manchester United. 
so what? You know, elsewhere, go to Real Madrid. Then if you you don't you don't feel like you want to be part of this new revolution at Manchester United, the Mourinho revolution with Paul Pogba, with Ander Herrera, Juan Mata, uh, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, Antoine Griezmann, potentially Perisic. You know, the list goes on and on and on. If David De Gea doesn't want to be that guy then maybe it's time to move him on. But, you know, the analyst in me has kept the most clean sheets in the Premier League for any Manchester United goalkeeper now with 75 clean sheets. And the saves, as I mentioned before, unbelievable. So Man United, if they wanted to play hard ball, they want to keep their asset, they could, you know, push Real Madrid further and further and further. I don't think uh, it appears that maybe Mourinho doesn't want players or Real Madrid don't want to negotiate with players. In terms of lads that you could bring across, obviously, James Rodriguez, but, you, you know, you wouldn't do a direct swap. It would be James Rodriguez plus cash. Um, if you're looking at someone like Rafa or Varane's been a little bit injury prone over the last season you're not going to get any of the first teamers you're not going to get a Nisco you're not going to get a Casemiro a Cruz a Modric um, a Ronaldo I doubt you're going to get Gareth Bale that would be a quality swap but again Gareth Bale's had a little bit of problem with injury um, this last season but of course for Manchester United it would be fantastic and that's why I'd do it if I was United it'd potentially be demanding one of these first team players if they want David De Gea David De Gea is our first team goalkeeper why not play hardball with them and Mourinho is doing very very well uh, to do that whether he's at Man United next season I do not know. I'd probably, at the moment, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on David Hare being a Real Madrid player by um, the end of the transfer window. Another goalkeeper news, though, moving things on. Edison has joined Manchester City, apparently reported by the Portuguese press. That is done for €40 million. Euros. We reported yesterday that it's the only reason why the deal hasn't gone through is because um, there's three parties uh, involved in this transfer negotiation. There is Benfica. A uh, third-party uh, business that owns him, and of course Manchester City. The problem is Manchester City cannot deal with this third party, so Benfica needs to deal with that first, and then obviously Manchester City needs to pay the cash and get Edison to City. I mentioned yesterday would be a fantastic addition. Whether he's the right guy for Pep Guardiola, it's going to be a difficult one. City, what I've now spent over sixty million euros looking for goalkeepers when they had that um, Joe Hart there, who I feel Pep could have worked with and coached, although. He hasn't had the greatest of seasons. Um, it is a real interesting one that they are spending so much cash on so many different keepers. Another news, big, big news for Arsenal. Arsene Wenger has signed a new two-year deal at the club. Which is an interesting one, Wenger. In, in recent weeks, has done some real good stuff. And I was really impressed, like I mentioned yesterday, about the FA Cup. Um, performance against Chelsea. It was wonderful. And if he can keep these guys, um, you know, the Sanchez's, the... Uh, um, Ozil's who today the Times are reporting that both want to leave Arsenal um, Sanchez in the summer Ozil next season on a free transfer it's going to be a bit of a battle for them they've been linked with a Belgium striker I can't remember what the fellow's name's called uh, you know a young talented striker from Belgium 19 years old um, scored goals this season but it could be quite interesting to see Wenger go back to that model I mentioned yesterday of picking up these young talented players a little quote of Chamberlain on Meza Ozil he's the coolest guy ever he's one of those guys I'll have a spare flight somewhere and say do they want to come on holiday, holiday with me I've got you and you're like yeah I'd love to then you take off with him so it's quite interesting. Ozil seems to be a cool customer over at Arsenal. But really interesting news. Arsenal not going to get Thomas Tuchel. Not going to get Nagelsmann. Stick with Arsene Wenger for two more seasons. But anyway, I don't know what I'd do if I was Arsenal board. I'd probably move him on and get a young, talented coach. We've seen what some of those guys have done in the European game in recent uh, seasons. Yardim, um, obviously Nagelsmann, who I mentioned before. I just think there's it's time to potentially move on for Arsene Wenger. So today we've got to identify some news that was utter rubbish. Francis uh, Pugh, a freelance French sports journalist, uh, broke some news that was rubbish that Abemiang had joined PSG for around 70 million euros. Abemiang pocketing a cool 10 million pound per year. But it was utter rubbish. 
Um, it was, you know, Dortmund came out, um, Zorg came out and said, so far there's been no official for, bid for Aubameyang from any club, um, which is quite interesting. You know, we've got to watch out for these guys on social media that are looking to get followers and getting getting retweets from saying that they're breaking deals and they're doing this and they're doing that. When, frankly, it's quite a load of rubbish. So if you want to send them any messages on Twitter, that's at f 8 p i r a u x what a muppet but anyway some news from the papers which also make stuff up for fun they're saying that barcelona are actually interested in uh, bemiang Dortmund want him as a backup to Luis Suarez. I don't know whether Bemiang would want to take that at this part of his career. Um, they're reporting that it's going to take nine, cost 90 million euros to bring him to Barcelona. A little bit more than the 70 million that was reported by our French colleague before. Anyway, in real news, apparently Jordi Cruyff um, is likely to be joining the Barcelona technical staff. Uh, Johan Cruyff's t- son, which would be quite interesting. Apparently he's going to be doing the transfer work with um, Robert Fernandez, who currently is there, which could be quite interesting. Obviously Cruyff, a great thinker of the game. So maybe his son has um, some of that initiative. It was, it was a fairly decent player at a spell at Manchester United, of course. Um, but maybe it's where all shine in the back room, uh, picking up players and, and doing the scouting and so forth. In other news in Spain, Atletico Madrid, it appears that the transfer ban will be upheld, with there reported to be 65 serious cases of them signing underage players, which is an interesting one, uh, given the Manchester United are looking to sign Antoine Griezmann. Atletico won't be able to register Lacazette. Apparently that deal had uh, been signed off, the money had been agreed, the fee that he was going to be paid in wages had been agreed, but now if this transfer ban is upheld, then that won't happen. But it's quite interesting, obviously Griezmann has a release clause in his contract, um, so it is about United putting the right bid on the table, it's just whether Griezmann would leave Atletico in this um, position where they'd be really lacking a top quality forward. But, you know, money talks and this uh, Griezmann thing is going around, he's doing loads of uh, PR and stuff, there was one I watched today, a French company, I don't know what they were even selling I think it was a phone that was basically taking pictures of Griezmann and uh, Griezmann got a call on his smartwatch from Jose uh, of course the um, the spin is starting to come but anyway in more Spanish transfer news let's talk Barcelona um, who have contacted Aspil Equator reportedly uh, who is their second choice to replace um, Dani Alves of course they've not really replaced him at right fullback to Bellerin it's an interesting one. Aspil Equator would offer a you know defend more defensive option than what Barcelona are used to um, at right back. That could be that could be quite an interesting one. You know, get a defensive right back, and then they've got Jordi Alba on the other side to be the uh, offensive fullback. So it could really work under, of course, Valdeverde, um, who has taken over and uh, took his first pictures today at Barcelona as Barcelona manager. And to stay in Spanish news, we've got some more Spanish news. Theo Hernandez. Um, the player that's just apparently left Atletico Madrid and signed for Real Madrid, which is a bit of a no-no for me signing for your cross-team rivals, has now not appeared um, at the under-21 French training camp um, and has been spotted on a beach in Marbella. This is ridiculous. This guy just seems like he's got a complete screw loose. Apparently his whole family played for Atletico Madrid as well before he signed for Real. Um, you know, his father and his brother who plays there, Lucas Hernandez. And now Theo is just an absolute loose cannon. What is he doing? Who does he think he is? And someone needs to have a word before he really loses himself um, as a player and loses a lot of respect from its peers. Another transfer news, Rudiger reportedly agreeing uh, a move to Inter Milan. That could be quite an interesting one. Obviously, Spalletti taking him from Rome to Milan. Uh, Spalletti there, you know, taking over as Interboss. All reports in the media are saying that. And in final uh, little transfer news, uh, Rangers have signed Bruno Alves. Um, the Portuguese centre-back obviously they're trying to compete and fight back for Celtic Celtic of course winning the treble this season over in Scotland I just really want the Scottish football to be competitive in Europe again I want the old days back the 1967 
Champions League final. The Lisbon Lions versus Hector Herrera's Inter Milan. One of the games that goes down in history as a great final. Attack versus defence. The wingers versus the uh, the fullbacks and so forth. So I'd love them to get back up there. Um, and obviously I think it was the, the day to, today might have been the, the day when, you know, in 1967, uh, that, of course, um, they won the Champions League. Or the European Cup, should I say. But it is an interesting one. Rangers trying to be a bit more competitive. But signing someone like Bruno Alves... Suppose you've got Colo Torre playing in that league and doing very well. Probably similar age, similar type of, um, you know, coming to the end of his career. So it's, it's an interesting one. But, you know, credit to Rangers and credit to Celtic this season for hopefully bringing the competitiveness back in Scottish football. And, of course, because it's the Champions League final this week, there's been some more banter from Sergio Ramos this time, who uh, said in the press yesterday that he sent a, uh, an invite to PK for the final, uh, but apparently PK didn't answer that invite. Of course, PK Barcelona, Ramos, Real Madrid, colliding in those worlds, but lovely little bit of... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Banter. And some final bit of news for Manchester United. KPMG evaluated them at 3 billion euros. The first club to be, um, you know, over that mark, which is pretty incredible for Manchester United. But again, the Glazers weren't there. We'd have four more money and so forth. Blah, 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 blah. We all know that sort of rhetoric and that story. So finish things off before we talk about Manchester United Football Club. We're going to leave you with a Sir Alex Ferguson quote, which he made this week. I think you have a duty, a responsibility to entertain. We have to always remember there's a public to be entertained. In my time at United, it was... As long as you win. If it was 4-3, okay. If it was 5-4, okay. My last game was a 5-5. I couldn't ask for a better score in my last game at Manchester United. Ferguson just talking about the, you know, the, the responsibility of managers to entertain their fans. Attacking football, entertaining football, quick transitions is what I love. And I love Sir Alex Ferguson. What a hero. What a legend. And of course, that is ahead of Michael Carrick's testimonial, um, and you know, 
Manchester United 11 versus Michael Carrick 11. So that'll be a cracking game. Obviously, Patrice Evra getting super hyped on social media this week. Uh, it'll be an absolute blinder. But Carrick, for me, um, I remember him in the three great Manchester United midfields, um, Champions League midfields, I'm talking here, 2008 with Paul Scholes. Great relationship those two guys had. Uh, Michael Carrick's holding, sitting, Paul Scholes being an, a, a playmaker in midfield, controlling the game, but always having Michael Carrick as that shield in front of the back two. Then you move on to the 2009 team. Michael Carrick, Darren Fletcher, Anderson. What a midfield that was Carrick was the dictator the playmaker the controller then you had Anderson's gusto his energy and also Darren Fletcher's ability to just sheerly beat people through determination what a midfield and then to finish things off the 2011 midfield in the Champions League United again getting to the final losing to Barcelona Paul Scholes um, was you know coming to the latter stages Ryan Giggs moved from left wing into central midfield and partner Carrick it was similar to the Scholes Carrick relationship but it was Ryan Giggs and Michael Carrick what a team that was Javier Hernandez with Wayne Rooney just in behind him. Great football, great stuff. But anyway, this moves us on to our talking point. So today I did a show with Full Time Devils. Go and check it out on YouTube. That was three signings in for Manchester United, three signings out. So just before we dive in, um, a lot of people have been outraged on uh, on YouTube today and on Twitter um, for Stephen Housen and Adam McCullough butting in when I was dropping some stack bombs. Yeah, a little bit unhappy about that. But of course, just a bit of banter, friendly banter between the chaps. So obviously take, you know, don't send them death threats, but obviously give them, give them some back off me. That'll be great. But anyway, let's talk about Manchester United and... Um the show today was on who would uh, who would I personally with Manchester United three players I'd sign three players I'd bring out so first out the players that I'd, I'd get rid of Manchester United I found it quite difficult just because I don't think there's that many players I'd get rid of at the squad at the moment I think Mourinho's done very well to trim uh, the rubbish especially in central midfield thinking Schweinsteig uh, Morgan Schneidlin out um, I think there's uh, you know it's a good squad at the moment I don't think there's too many players from that the first 11 that should be uh, you know this should be chucked out obviously the big talk is um, of players that should go at the moment you've got Ashley Young there um, Smalling Jones Jones and Smalling's a difficult one because again I've got that inclination that one of those guys will be r- a real good defender when they hit like 28 they'll just get it all click for them so by already spending so much time investing in them and having their um, you know having them have these sort of dodgy spells of injury and so forth I feel like you've just got to invest in one of those guys I don't, wouldn't get rid of both of them this summer if you get rid of one probably going to go with uh, Chris Small and I feel Phil Jones is a little bit more suited to the Louis van Gaal's Manchester United but both brilliant defenders I don't think I'd get rid of them they are you know, they do have these laps in concentration they're not going to be great defenders but they're good defenders you know when they're when you put them in the right system, they can play well. But it is an interesting one. You know, there were calls for both of those guys to go from the two other lads. But I kind of think keep them, just keep them for a little bit longer, especially until Manchester United sign another top class centre back. Uh, but we'll talk about the centre backs I'd like to sign a little bit later on. Moving on to other players that were mentioned to be moved out, Ashley Young again. But I feel Ashley Young gets Man United. He understands Man United. He understands the club. Yes, he's on 120 grand a week, um, and clearing out his wages would open up a space for somebody in the squad. Maybe a young player, maybe someone signed could be a good option. But at the moment, I just think he's he's done a good job under Mourinho. Mourinho trusts him, so I don't think he'll be sold in the summer. In terms of players that I thought should be, uh, you know, not signed or should be let go first up Zlatan Ibrahimovic yes he's been fantastic for United this season been directly involved in 46% of their goals but yeah you know the knee injury um, bad bad injury MCL ACL that's a terrible combination of injuries that's going to be um, you know if he can get back to the level he was playing at Man United this season I'd be surprised 17 goals and 5 assists in the Premier League was fantastic but it's time for Manchester United to move on from the days of Zlatan Ibrahimovic he's been fantastic his spell's been a little bit reminiscent of, Her- of Henrik uh, Larsson's spell at Manchester United a little bit longer but still had that massive impact an old player coming in 
being a wise head in a time where Man United were transitioning from Louvangel to Mourinho. But I feel it's time for Paul Pogba to be the head honcho at Manchester United. In terms of players that I would get rid of, um, Yanazai, I think Yanazai's time to move on for him um, and for Manchester United. It's time for Adnan Yanazai to potentially take a, take, a, take a new challenge, take a new step. The loans haven't really worked. Dortmund, Thomas Tuchel had a bit of an issue with his, his work rate. Um, he's been pretty poor under David Moyes. Uh, inconsistent, not really directly involved in any goals, which is a big thing from a young winger or a player that you expect to do that. So what I propose for Manchester United, insert a buyback clause to whoever they sell it to, um, let him go away somewhere else. Maybe back to Belgium. Uh, back to Tom, DM'd me on Twitter today and said, uh, you know, he watched the show and maybe a good idea would be moving back to Belgium. Well, why not Anderlecht? They've lost their key man in Yuri Tilsman. They need a the guy now maybe in uh, attacking midfield to come in maybe uh, Yanazai could be that guy back in Belgium speaking uh, you know his native tongue could be adjusted there and why not United sign him back in a few seasons when he's matured a little bit when his game's up to that right level that it can be Yanazai was so good that season under David Moyes was fantastic at attacking midfield if you forget the United was so poor that year and it was all it was like Marcus Rashford and that's what the impact was it was like having Marcus Rashford that season that Rashford exploded on under Louis van Gaal made massive impact Yanazai was the same and I do think he's got the talent he's got two very good strong feet he just needs to get that work back. He needs to work hard, get up to the level of where he can do, and then he'll be a fantastic player for Man United when they buy him back. In terms of players that I think should be put in the bin, sold, gone, uh, Varela's one definitely. That tattoo stunt was ridiculous. If you've not heard about it, so uh, the DFP Pukul Cup final was this weekend, Antoine Frankfurt versus Borussia Dortmund. Frankfurt have had a fantastic season in the league, but getting to a cup final is massive for their club. They've got a fantastic fan base on mine and Steven Alisson's way to RB Leipzig to watch um, them play. Uh, they were playing Frankfurt and we met a fellow on the train, a very passionate support base. I quite like Frankfurt. I like the, the feeling around the club. And they've had a fantastic season. Um, but Varela, Cup Final, was told by the club not to get a tattoo. He went out and got the tattoo. He got infected and he couldn't play in the Cup Final. They lost um, two goals to one in that Cup Final. Maybe Varela could have made it an impact. you know. And you never know with these things. So it's, it's big for Varela... It's just one of these these situations where he's made a stupid decision and unfortunately it's going to cost him a lot of uh, money in his career. That's how he's got to look at it in a way. And the last guy that I'd potentially send out, um, not sell, but I'd send out on loan, Andres Pereira. I'd like to have a loan in the Premier League. That could be quite a good move for him. Um, or keep him around the squad. Either way, I don't know. I just want to see him get minutes. I think he's a wonderfully talented player. Uh, three assists, five goals, created 52 chances and completed 70 dribbles in La Liga this season uh, for a very poor Granada team. I'd quite like to see him play for someone like Swansea, a progressive side. Similar with Yanazai. Yanazai, Salim Yanazai to Swansea could be a really good move for both Swansea and Adnan Yanazai, a team that, that's going back to the Swansea way um, under Paul Clement. And someone like Pereira could be perfect playing one of these wide midfield roles, maybe wide on the left. Um, with Gilfie Sigurdsson going out they need a set piece taker Pereira could be that guy but that could be a good move Andres Pereira to uh, Swansea or just keep him in the squad and, and, and let him play the, the games in the, the EFL Cup let him play the games in the FA Cup um, get that game time in the Premier League as well because uh, he could make a big impact he's a, you know, he, he's got the potential to be a massive player for United but maybe one more loan could be the perfect thing for the young lad still 21 years old but anyway let's move on to the signings first up I'd bring um, Anton Griezmann is the, is the key guy you know Anton Griezmann uh, is the guy that I want most for Manchester United this summer an elite forward would upgrade them in a defensive and attacking sense at attacking midfield he's so clinical in front of goal blah 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 I've said this about 5,000 times the stat though today only Lionel Messi scored more goals from outside the area than Anton Griezmann in the last two seasons in La Liga so of course he's added that to his game as well Anton Griezmann number one Number two, I'd like to go for Belotti. From watching Belotti more and more, I get more impressed every time I watch him. Um, his work rate, his desire to win the ball, his desire to work for his team. He's the captain um, of 
Torino got the uh, the armband against uh, Palermo and scored a hat-trick in that game, the fastest hat-trick since January 2000, where Andrei Shevchenko scored a very fast hat-trick. Um, Belotti's hat-trick for Torino was in seven minutes and just 15 seconds as he got the captain's armband. That is the type of player I want, a player that stands up and fights, fights for his team in terms of what he is. He's an old-school striker, barrel-chested, likes to make the move to the back post, is strong, is physical, um, powerful, scores a lot of goals from crosses. 58% of his goals this season uh, in Serie A have come from crosses, which is important for Manchester United. United crossed the ball the second most in the Premier League. Only Southampton crossed the ball more times per game than Man United last season. In terms of the goals United scored, only five teams scored fewer goals from crossing situations. United needs somebody in there that's going to you know, dominate that area. Belotti, 10 goals with his head this season. I love him as a striker. I think he'll perfectly complement someone like Anton Griezmann. A great assist for um, the Torino goal that I mentioned, the, the Falcare layoff. That is what Anton Griezmann eats for dinner. You lay off the ball to Anton Griezmann in the penalty area, he puts it away. I think Belotti Griezmann could be so good as a pairing. Absolutely fantastic. Moving on to other pairs, of course, Perisic. I really want Perisic to sign for Manchester United, the Memphis Depay replacement, as I say, in Mourinho's squad. What Perisic would bring. Go on to my YouTube channel and check it out. That video's uh, done very well. Thanks for the support over there. But go and check it out. I'll speak a lot about the why it makes sense that Perisic is moving to United, um, how he fit in, um, you know his skills, what he's like as a player, and so forth. So go and check that out. That is a cracking little video. Moving on to central midfielders, of course. I love Ander Herrera. I think he's fantastic. Him next to Paul Pogba could be a real good pairing. But I'd, you know, if United were to get a central midfielder, Fabinho from Monaco is the guy. Most tackles in Liga this season for Monaco. Most passes completed for Monaco. Dictates the play, breaks it up. Simple as that. Give it to Paul Pogba. Let Paul Pogba do what he wants. And that is this midfield pairing of power and pace. We've seen Bakayoko, Fabinho this season. Fabinho Pogba would be so good, so hot, so tasty. Sorry, get so hyped about Fabinho. He's a great guy. In terms of the last guy that I um, spoke about in the uh, full-time Devils uh, video that I also think would be in my top three to sign if I was in charge, Emil Feuchberg. Top assister in Europe this season, second in the Bundesliga behind Pascal Gruss in terms of chances created. What he is, though, he's an elite creator. He's an elite, he's an elite forward that likes to drift inside and become a playmaker. And that's where I feel United are going. With the sign of Griezmann, with the sign of someone like Bolotti up top, that space is going to get cleared out, which opens up space for uh, inside forwards to move into playing. Like someone like Juan Mata, someone like Feuchberg on either flank, someone like Mkhitaryan that likes to come into that zone. Someone like Perisic likes to come into that zone. Could work really well, but I feel Emil Feuchberg right now is at the peak of his at peak of his game, and whoever picks him up next will potentially be his last club. Twenty five years old, could see him staying there for a long time. It reminds me a little bit about, about Pavel Nedved, about him, how he carries himself, how he has great technique and ability to cross and score goals and and so forth. But it's the speed of the counter attack where um, Emil Feuchberg does so well in terms of grabbing his assists and orchestrating it for RB Leipzig, who've scored more goals than any other team in Europe's top five leagues on the counter this season. As United transition to a more counter-attacking team why not get someone like Emil Feuchberg the second big point is he's good at set pieces something United have struggled with this season um, one of the worst uh, records in terms of scoring goals from cross-free kicks and corners in the Premier League this season Feuchberg is the top assister in Europe with of course Tony Cruz of that little bracket in terms of the specialist move it's that near close ball for Timo Werner to flick and score home those two have combined I think five times uh, all the assists that he's got from corners have gone to Timo Werner so that could be a good relationship between Bellotti and Emil Feuchberg but that's in a dream world where I don't think that would um, happen under Manchester United so maybe Perisic is the guy to come in on that left wing but anyway guys that's been that that's been a little extended three in three out from today's FTD show make sure you go and check out Full Town Devils they're great guys over there and of course subscribe to me uh, on 
YouTube. Check me out and follow me on Twitter. And that's been that for the Statman Day Football Podcast. Over and out. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.